This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Heroes of HP12, the Wick and Wanderers podcast powered by the fans. I'm Michael Kenny, joined as usual by Adam Cooper, Dan Clark, and Damien Farrar Hockley. Let's jump straight into it. Let's kick off Fleetwood at the weekend. 4-1 victory. What a performance. What do we make of that? I must not fall in love with a lone player. I must not fall in love with a lone player. Too Oops, too late. late. How good is Freddie Potts? Um, I couldn't make it to Fleetwood, but um, I watched the uh, the match replay on Sunday, and oh my God, the boy is a different grave, isn't he? Um, he wasn't the only one; they were all very, very good. But um, he's just like he's thinking three passes ahead. Um, I thought he was absolutely magnificent. He just gets better and better every game. Um, Taylor, obviously, the two goals, but not only his two goals, his work rate. Um, he mm. just he just like ferrets around, and he's everywhere. Like one minute he's he's annoying one defender, another minute he's annoying another defender, and the next minute he's defending himself. He's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, if we if you'd have said to us two or three years ago under Ainsworth, or we're playing a team with uh, or playing a squad with Josh Vella, Jack Marriott, and Stockley, and you go, oh, we're going to lose three 0 they'll all score, we'll get bad. Um, Stockley was so scared of playing against Wickham this time, he only came on for a minute. Yeah. It was uh, it, it was a nice change, but uh, a, a, a really rounded performance. Being being serious, nice to see Taylor getting the goals. Hopefully that that continues. Um, I, I don't need to tell you how much I love Lee, but I thought again he was just absolutely outstanding playing that oh, kind that of, that peach of a free kick. Yeah, oh, oh. beautiful. And I, I don't know if anybody's seen the heat map that people are floating around on Twitter, um, mm. but. It's just like it, it just epitomizes that work that he does. He's not really playing as a centre back, it's more of like what I would describe kind of a quarterback role. Mm-hmm. Um, lots and lots of time kind of between the, the 18 yard box and a halfway line, just in that position that we've spoken about before, where we're not always the greatest, just picking the ball up, distributing it, um, and distributing it well. Uh, it was a really, really good performance. Um, I'm not even going to touch on the stats because this game just absolutely proves why stats are such a load of nonsense. Um, you know, we've we've absolutely outplayed them. 
Um, and because the stats say different, you've got people people online whose heads are I- I- exploding. I saw one person uh, one person tweet that that was the worst performance under Bloomfield. What? Um, because we'd had like, no. what was it, 40% possession or 39% possession or something? I was like, oh my sick. word. Um, That's how yeah, we play. Bonkers. Bonkers. Absolute madness. But no, I thought it was very, very good. Really happy with it. That hey, was, um, uh, I would say that was probably Bloom's the best performance. Yeah, I would have thought so. I was going to say exactly that. I think he's the best yeah. best we've played all seasons and, and under Bloomfield by miles. I've not seen us dominate a team like that. Well, I can't remember the last time we did it, to be honest. Um, what I want to touch on really is the inventiveness for the first goal. You don't expect to be lobbing a keeper from there. Mm. <laughs> no. He, he was almost on the goal line. And it just sort of, I mean, I know their, their keeper's not the tallest in the world, but, but yeah, he just looked, weird... looked hopeless as it went over his top. What do you think he was thinking when he'd done that? <laughs> I think he was trying That's to get cool it. Enough, trying, it. Yeah. Is he trying <laughs> to he score or is he trying just to get it in the middle? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what he was trying, but, but it worked. And But I thought I almost sort of lost my call when uh, the reverse pass from... Very Fox went in because that was just oh, like amazing, that was a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty, and then uh, obviously the finish by um, Taylor was just just the icing on the cake. But that 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 was the moment of the game for me. That pass. What did you think of Leahy this week, Damo? Because obviously you were slagging him off last week. So, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I heard that. Off. I heard that. You're lucky. You're lucky. Cooper's going to have a word with you, Damo. <laughs> look, look. I I couldn't agree more with. Um, what he said, what Adam said, he was just immense this week, going forward and at the back. You know, mm-hmm. as as Michael said, it was a sexy free kick. Um, <laughs> so I, I saw someone criticised because it went in the middle of the goal, and it was one of the. It was a blogger oh. from them, and he was videoing it. When he was like, "Oh, keeper should have said it went in the middle of the goal." Yeah, but it was curling away from him, and it, it was, was just yeah, and, and it had three foot seven. Exactly. So, <laughs> so basically, whilst not taking anything away from the free kick because he's three foot seven, it was a sexy free kick. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. One um, thing I've got to say as well: yeah. how could how could was folks when he came on? Oh yeah, oh, no. I know. That, that diving header, like I, I oh. was genuinely worried for his health. I thought he was going to like do his back or something the way he threw himself at that. And like, <laughs> mm. the, to be fair to the keeper, great save. But, um, yeah, Vokesy looked like the devil possessed when he came on. I thought he was really good. And like you say, yeah, GMAC, GMAC as well. Um, this is just why it's so good having this squad because, like, you make a substitution and you, in some cases you could argue you're actually making the, the team stronger. It's just madness. We've never, we've never been here before. It's exactly that point, though. I mean, you think about it. We were sitting there lamenting over how good Vokes and McCleary have been the last couple of games. And then, like, comes to Saturday and he's put Taylor, Phillips, and... Uh, who was the other one up front? Hanlon. Hanlon, wasn't it? Hanlon, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Hanlon. And you just think, God, Vokes has been having a storm and why are they taking him off? But it's he's obviously done his own work on Fleetwood because... That worked to treat. I mean, we absolutely dominate. I haven't seen that. I've never been comf- that comfortable watching a Wickham game before. Yeah. Like, I had absolutely I, no worries yeah, at all. Lee, Lee, Lee Johnson, their manager, came out with with another moronic quote, didn't he, just before the game? 
oh, we know what they're going to do. They haven't changed since Ainsworth left. We've got the clubs in the bag to... uh, He's read the script. ...to deal with this threat, all of this kind of rubbish. Well, why didn't you take your clubs with you, mate? Because um, (laughs) that was absolute garbage. And I tell you what... Found himself in the bunker, didn't he? Yeah, I tell you what, he ain't going to last very long there if that's the kind of dross that they're serving out. I mean, this um, this is a... But this is a manager who, you know, wasn't able to cut it in Scotland, which is never, you know, really a good sign. He's struggled at every club that he's been at after, you know, any more than 18 months. You know, it doesn't take a lot of time to to find him out. And he's being found out super quick yeah. at Fleetwood. So, Didn't he struggle I, at Sunderland with about three billion pounds as well? Gajillion yeah, pounds. And, yeah, yeah, he literally yeah. went and brought the whole of the EFL and... Still couldn't put a team together. So, yeah, I think he's probably going to be managing on the touchlines with me in the uh, <laughs> Wickham Junior League soon. Under eights. Yeah. <laughs> what did you make of... I mean, you mentioned that, uh, Dan, it's it's the most relaxed you've been watching Wickham play. Uh ditto for a long time but the thing that really struck me more than just the fact that you know you look at the scoreline 4-1 looks wonderful was wonderful but a large part of the reason why I was deriving so much pleasure from watching it was we were ferocious we were so aggressive we played such a high line that I don't think I've ever seen us just go at a team like that. But the thing is, is it wasn't just the first 10 minutes. It was the entire game, you know, you, yeah. in the 85th minute. I mean, we could have won. We could have scored a nine easily. Um, the, you know, it, we were all over them the entire game. We wouldn't let them go. Do you know how far the difference was with that, though? Killian Phillips. His passion... And I watched his interview as well after Stevenage last night. His passion fired for up. just getting absolutely stuck in. He's uh, he's mm. always fired up, and I love that. And I think you know he had, yeah, not that he had something to prove, I guess, but you know he's not shown us exactly what he could do up until that game. And I think I'm proper buzzing for him now because I just think that game that that game on Saturday, like him up front, he's just getting doing that all the time but I think it's horses for courses we know Fleetwood are struggling and they you know with, with yeah so so, like so let's let's so. touch on that right because look we're gushing over the performance I'm, I'm sure we've got some nice things to say about everyone else as well I do want to talk about Dale, uh, Dale Taylor and his brace uh, super chuffed for him but look we were 3-0 up at half time that's the first time that's happened in about 50 games uh, going back to our Forest Green win uh, last 50 season. years 50 years it felt like 50 <laughs> years for sure um look we i mean we were all over them we were rampant but we were good we know we were good but was it also a case that fleetwood were just really really poor oh, yeah. it has to have been 100%. it has to have been they had that much possession and they didn't do anything with it yeah well i think the reason that they had so much possession was that they couldn't get out of their half could they because our press no. was just so high they weren't play they couldn't play through the press so they were literally just kind of knocking it about um and the reason that our passing stats were so low is because every time we got the ball we attacked them like you say michael ferocious is a really good word but we were so quick off the mark um it's almost like you know why make 17 passes when you've got players who have just got the ability of our players to to run at people Fleetwood didn't know how to cope with it um it was it, it was the most simple comprehensive victory that i can remember watching in a in a long long time and we're going back to like Wickham 5 Burnley nil since we've been that comfortable you know it's like I always it, think about that game yeah, I love yeah. Wickham 5 Burnley now. That was such yeah. a nice game. Mark Stallard, Wickham it? 5, 
It was, yeah, and yeah, it was... Wasn't it randomly on a Thursday night or something? It, it was it definitely was an odd. evening game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, definitely it was. an evening game. Uh, it, 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 it felt a bit like that. Like, like, you kind of turned up, you sat down, you expected us to, uh, to struggle a bit, because we always do at Fleetwood. Very similar to the Burnley game, kind of didn't expect us to come out of anything. And all of a sudden, we came out like a steam train. You're like, shit, we're good. We're really mm-hmm. good. And uh, and yeah, we were we were in the groove, and yeah, like Dan said on the horses for courses thing, you know, they were very very poor. Um, you know, he dropped dropped Vokes, dropped McCleary. Um, you don't drive a Ferrari on a green lane, do you? You look at your you look at the ground that you've got to drive on, and you uh, you take the tools for the job. And I think Blooms has done that really really well since he's come in. Yeah, they were they were outstanding, but Fleetwood were absolutely atrocious. Um, you know why? why Jack Marriott thought that his career was progressing going there. I'm really not quite sure because they just don't know how to play to him. They've got nobody feeding him. He was coming deep. He was getting really frustrated. Um, you know, Josh Feller looked like he'd been playing for the dog and duck. He just had nothing about him, which we've never been able to say when he's playing against us before. They were just, they were awful. Um, and looking at their social media meltdown afterwards, I think their supporters agreed. What what was said by them on social media? Because I I didn't check it out. Damo, you're good at shit. this. You're good at you're good at yeah. enemy recon. I, I had a look, and um, they were. I was waiting for them to say, you know, we can cheat the referee off and all that stuff. There was none of it. It's literally uh-huh. just cr- cr- uh, criticism of the manager's choices of starting lineup, uh, the subs. And basically, yeah, it was all about them. I was waiting for I was waiting for the, uh, the usual drivel that we get, but there, there was none of it. It was it, they are not happy people. There was nothing to bite to, was there? There was literally no. nothing. I had a little nibble to the uh, to the Fleetwood admin and just said, "Yes, good job. Your manager was prepared for that one." <laughs> he was ready. Yeah, there was a couple of people who did. You've been wickened in the old, the old flashing lights and things like yeah. that. Yeah. But 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 sure. they weren't even biting at that. No, we should uh, we should rename you Vital Football Demo. You know that a bit at the end of it every week when the Vital Football come out with the opposition view, and it was. Uh, I do, I do, I, I always love that. Nutshell. I used to love that. Do you know Demo in the car when you've been on a long away game, especially when you've lost, and he's really <laughs> angry. He sits in the back of the car, and you just hear him like muttering to himself. Oh, well, let's just ha- we, we just have to mic him up yeah, after the yeah. next uh, shocker, and we just add it as bonus content. And he literally sit, sits in the back of the car or in the front of the car, normally next to me, just swearing to himself because of the dross that he's reading on Twitter and God knows where else. <laughs> Especially if we've played Bristol Rovers. I'm not going to yeah. go there because that's a whole other issue. Uh, Dan, let's talk about the Bristol Rovers stuff. I was just thinking, Joey Barton and Lee Johnson must be in the unique company of being uh, some of the only managers in the UK that have got YouTube video compilations of the utter shit that they've spouted out before and after <laughs> games. Am I right? I don't know if there's any other managers be right. that have been in that, yeah. that group. I, I think I, that's probably about their unique company, isn't they? I think there's a few more. We could probably add Derek Adams uh, to, to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Possibly, yeah. yeah to that illustrious yeah. list. Um, Dan, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Dale Taylor. Two goals. Uh, looks like he's back to his sharp self before the injury. Um, pretty impressive stuff, right? I think it's just because we know how to supply him now. To be honest, um, it's getting getting to know him in it. You know, I, I always like I, go, I always go back with Dale Taylor to the interview he had just after the Wealdstone friendly, whereas they were like, "What what can we expect from you?" It's like goals. 
I like that in a striker. That's what you want in it. And I think mm. he's he's now getting to know the lads. Lads getting to know him. Um, I think Matt Cecil dropped an interesting stat where there was like 15 other teams in for him um, during the summer. And we've picked him up, which I think, one, is a great plus for us. But two, mm. obviously shows the ambition of the club to kind of really go out for players like that. I've... He's he's obviously got a load of confidence. He's been pushed for the national um, for the, the national team. The fact that he missed out the first time was a bit of a shame, but hopefully he kicks on during the window. I'm actually gutted that we're going into an international international break. We've got this many international call ups. I mean, the fact that Joe Lowe and TJ are playing against each other and that's the first time that's ever happened. That's tonight. Is a, is a that nice is plus. Yeah, it's it's a very nice plus. But on the same token, I would love to go and play Cheltenham this weekend. Would anybody oh, just have totally that? Would anybody just have like pied that, pied calling that off and just gone and played Cheltenham, regardless well, of how many we've got I, out? I mean, with the squad we've got, we could have beaten Cheltenham yeah, yeah, like with, the, with these know, players missing. You know, McClear, McClear evokes Hanlon up top. Yeah, exactly. Ke- Keo, Taffer's Taff. always sliding Taff. at the back. There, obviously, Curtis Davis has been called up by Sierra Leone for the first time, so I yeah. think they were missing key players as well. So yeah. I don't think they would have gone there with it, regardless. Yeah. But I would have loved to play them at this time. Really would, yeah, hundred percent. You could have seen Properly. like back to back maulings. Yeah, because I mean, it felt like we're entering a bit of a what we like to call a bit of a purple patch. I guess the question that I have is, how do we bottle up what we saw last Saturday, and how do we make sure that we get that more? How do we get more of that? Because it just seems like a performance that you can enjoy once once in a blue moon. But the ingredients are all there. The energy levels are, you know, are going to be managed. The enthusiasm's there. We're building a winning mentality, they've said in midweek in interviews. How do we get that consistent? We've got to stay in That's a hotel hard. in Fleetwood before every game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would motivate anyone, to be honest, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cheltenham away. Really We're staying in Fleetwood. <laughs> we, we want to temper it a little bit so that we don't have the hype and then possible dumping on the floor like we did at the start of the season. Because obviously the excitement was growing then, and it's growing again now. But saying that, I don't think we need to actually bottle it up. I think our players are that hungry, and they're, they've got confidence now. We've, we've got a lot of players who run really well off confidence, and it showed on Saturday that they've, they were getting more and more confident as the game went on, and we kept going. And I, just, I don't actually think we need to do much to our players to actually get them motivated now. They're, they're up there. They want it. I think the next four games are going to be a huge indication of where we're at because we've got like the Boltons. Because if we were playing, yeah. Yeah, we're playing some of the, the bigger boys. Um, if we play like we did against Portsmouth and actually try and actually get a result this time, I think, yeah, super. That's that's what we want. But yeah, I think uh, as much as we're hyped, we did beat a side that's probably, I'm not going to jinx it, but will probably be around the relegation zone this season. We're going so, to do something that yeah. we've never done in the history of this podcast, because I think we've got a bit of a reputation as the, the positive Wiccan podcast, right? Um, I'm going to ask you guys to find some negatives uh, from the Fleetwood performance. I think the thing that I'm bringing is, you know, the back line looked a bit shaky again, you know, particularly with conceding that goal. And I think it was a little bit, there was a few nerves for about five minutes after that goal as well, because Fleetwood obviously got a little bit G'd up by that thinking that, you know, let's go for a second, let's try and get back in. But 
to their credit, they recovered. But that still seems to be our kind of lingering, continued weakness. You touched on it a bit earlier, actually, Michael. Um, could have won nine nil. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know this is this is still my concern. We are not going to get that many chances against Bolton, against Oxford, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We've got to be more clinical. Um, you know, it's, it sounds like a daft thing to say when you just well, scored four away, but um, you know they're the kind of opportunities where we should be going right. This one's for the goal difference. Let's go for six. Let's go for seven. Let's go for eight. And yeah, you know, it's it it doesn't happen very often. Results like that, but when you're in that kind of form and it's flowing nicely and you're attacking like we were and you're creating the chances that we were, um, yeah, just off the top of my head, Votes had two chances. One of them, the header, was a a golden opportunity. Now I'm not necessarily blaming him for missing that because it was a great save. Taylor had another chance. I think GMAC had one, didn't he? Had a couple of shots from range that were blocked. Um, yeah, we could have, we could genuinely have scored two or three more goals. And I think it, it's really hard to, to criticize a four, one away win. Um, I don't want to be critical, but you know, you've specifically asked us to do that. And I think for me, if you're going to, if you're going to be critical, the only thing is that we are still in a space where we're not taking all of our chances and that will bite us on the bum against the better sides. I think the other thing I can think of possibly to criticize is the goal we conceded. If we didn't, we had a couple of chances to clear it out and we didn't get rid of it. Um, it was scrappy, that, wasn't uh, it? It was sloppy. Yeah, it was, it was sloppy from it was sloppy all round. Sloppy attacking, sloppy defending. But unfortunately, it fell to their guy who was in front of goal and couldn't miss. Watch but, the goal, right? Watch the goal. Turn the sound yeah. off and just go. Get it, get it, get it. Kick it, kick it, kick it. <laughs> He's exactly what it is. <laughs> He's exactly what it is. Someone kick it. Someone kick it. Get it rid of it. No, and they didn't. And that's. But I am sort of you know clutching at straws to try and do that because. We just uh, we played so well, and I don't, I don't want to take it away. I know, I know that's what you've asked us to do, but I just can't do it. I'm so happy after Saturday. You're a happy, positive soul, and I love I to see it, Damon. I was. Um, I think if there was one thing I took from the Fleetwood game, their right back, and I think it was Junior, he was a threat all game. I yeah, love. I'd love him in our squad. He was really good um, and should be in that team. Um, I, I thought he played really well. And it was the fact that I was hearing his name all the time maybe showed me there was a, maybe a bit of weakness on the left defensively because he was breaking through that line and getting balls in. That's potentially... Um, I think, whereas we've still... You know, Boys is doing a good job on the left... Pattenden's doing a good job on the right. I still think we need to focus on that exposure we have on in on the wings. Dan, I'm so glad you said that. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier, um, and I think against the bigger teams, we go Leahy wide left, uh, Tafazoli, mm. F- Farino low in the three, um, and drop Harry Boys. What, Are we changing a good thing though? What do what do we think? Do we think that we keep it as it is? Um, yeah, I noticed that we were getting caught, and look, I really like Harry I think his delivery into the box is as good as anything that we've had um, mm. for a long, long time. Um, you know, obviously JJ's delivery was was very, very good, but we had the um, 
we had the issue with his pace, whereas Harry Boys has got pace as well. But defensively, um, I think Boys does have some um, does have the ability to switch off a bit. Are, are we mixing it up against the bigger and better teams, or do we think we're keeping it the same? I think that's a really interesting point because Boys and uh, Vincent Young both have a tendency to kind of lose themselves up top a little bit too much. Um, that that you know. That's you know, we we've we've talked about Vincent Young a number of times and him being seen as a as a bit of a weak link. I I still think he's good. I still think he's got uh, you know, defensive chops and he's good going forward. But he gets called out. Boys has been called out. I'm, I'm I guess if you're lining up against a really solid aggressive side that are going to come at us like we came at Fleetwood, you'd want a bit more of a sure thing down that flank, wouldn't you? And I think I, I uh. Leahy. Leahy's a, you know, that's a, that's a good natural role for him. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I don't, I don't, I think. Sorry, Dama. So, Sen, if we're going to come up against probably in the next few games, wingers on either side. Um, and unfortunately, we're going to have to make, put some experience in there. Uh, Leahy left, is just, we Jasper going to be able to help hold it up at right back when we've got experienced wingers running at him? I don't know, but I hope he gets given the chance. I think besides the goal, um, the first goal for, against Portsmouth, um, I don't think Pat Dunn's done much wrong, really. Uh, not to say that he did wrong against Portsmouth. I think the Portsmouth first goal was pretty much exactly the same as Fleetwood. We just didn't defend it well enough, and that's where we struggled. Um, I'd don't think Pattenden's done much wrong to to make him lose the spot. I think Kane Vincent Young needs to probably reconsider his position as a right winger. Put it up that way. Um, I like the idea of Taff, Lowe and Farino at the back three because I think Taff, when he's not on the injury table, is a very strong commander in the back. Um, I just think if we put Lee on the left, are we taking out such a pivotal player and putting him on one side of the pitch when he would be better in the middle because he just controls the flow of the game so much better. I don't know. The one yeah, I don't know. Unless we do. I, don't I guess know. the yeah, one I... we do have. So go on. No, I was just going to say, I don't know. I just I, Neither of us, the guy, guy that I was talking to earlier, neither of us could come up with a, um, with a sensible solution. It was like, what the hell do you do? Um, and when you look at the injuries that we've got, you know, you touched on Patton and... We got Wheeler yeah. out. We got Vincent Young out. We got McCarthy out. So really, Jasper's had to slot in there, and he's done a great job. Um, and you know, still with all those injuries, we're sitting there saying, "What the hell do we do? We've got too many players. We've got too many top players." Yeah, um, yeah I just I can't make my mind up. If I if I was to potentially float a really potentially silly idea. I do like the idea of potentially going with four at the back against some of the tougher sides and maybe having a uh, I know, but I, I like thinking? I like the idea of having a I like the idea of having a a diamond midfield potentially, having, you know, someone stay back to you know to help out in those defensive sticky spots. Um, but then you've got the options going forward as well. That would solve the problem in that what you would have is you would have your out and out left back that can come up a little bit but their role is defined as being stop 
you know, stop the flank play. But then you've got somebody else on that side as well that can help out, potentially create a bit of an overload situation and can go forward and create those attacking situations as and when they arise. Am I... Does that make sense? Are we going 4-4-2? Yeah. Your favourite, Adam. Dave Carroll right, Steve Guppy left. (laughs) Takes you back, doesn't it? It would be a beautiful thing. Um, I I think Blooms is... Um, has nailed his flag to the mast. I think he yeah. is a he is a five at the bat man. Um, it's the what it's the one criticism that I that I have of Blooms. I wouldn't call it stubbornness. I I respect him because he's coming and he's got a way of playing, and that way of playing is much better suited to playing three at the back. Um, I think for me, if we can keep Tafsoli Farino and low fit all season, that's probably the three best centre-back, well, it's probably the the best trio in our division. The issue that we've got is that we're not going to keep them fit all season. Um, wow. you know, we're, Dan's telling us every week that Tafasoli's made a paper. We love him. He's fantastic. He's a Rolls-Royce for defender, but he's made a paper. Joe Lowe's going to be playing for, for Wales a lot by the sound of it. He's not yeah. going to play every game for us because he's going to have to rest. You know, he can't play every league game, every Pizza Cup game every cup game, every Wales game. So he's going to have to be rested. He's going to be brought in and out. Farino has been, um, has been in and out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points at the death. Who doesn't love a last minute winner? Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Out a little bit as well. Um, and where we fall down a little bit, not even on depth, but... Like Keo can't do what Joe Lowe can do. Mm. Um, JJ can't do what Tafazoli can do if he was going to slot in at centre back. So we're almost like we're almost in a situation where we can play the same the same formation, but we're having to change the way we play because of the players that are going in there. Um, and that's perhaps the only criticism that I've got, you know. And I'm actually glad that he didn't go to four at the back because we wouldn't have discovered how beautiful Luke Leahy is playing in that left centre-back position. I mean, I've I have literally never seen anything like it in my life. A central midfielder. You can need to get a room. He can literally play everywhere. Um, I'm sure he's going to bring his gloves next week so he can have an extra sub on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, uh, he's wonderful. He's yeah, just wonderful, he's, isn't he? He's just so good. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I'm, a, I'm an old romantic. Dame, I'll tell you, like, I like... I like number two's playing right back. Number three's playing left back. Number one's Good old goal. Brexit football. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> number nine up top. Seven on the seven on the right. Eleven day. on the left. This is how it was. <laughs> yeah. Back um, in my day. <laughs> but yeah, you know the the game has moved forward somewhat, and uh, and it, in some cases not necessarily for the better. But no. um, but yeah, I think 
I think as much as you and I would probably do that if we were sat on the uh, on the touchline, there's probably a reason that Blooms is sat on the touchline and you and I are, uh, yeah, uh, Adam, are sat in a spare bedroom in our houses yeah. recording this pod. <laughs> Adam, if I was sat on the bench making the big decisions, we'd be playing in the Ithmian 17th <laughs> division. Uh, it just wouldn't happen. Uh, let's wrap up the Fleetwood chat. Um, this is a new feature. Uh, Adam, you weren't here for it last week, but you can participate this week. Uh, simple question. Who do you think uh, was our hero of the game? I can't look past Freddie Potts, personally. Simple as that. <laughs> he was just so good. Can I say Dale Potts and mix the two together? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll listen to what Dan's got to say and then I'll give you an answer. Uh. Dale Potts sounds like some really awful, um, like, I don't know, construction worker. He sounds like an extra in Peaky Blinders, doesn't he? Just like <laughs> exactly. just a mutant That's what from I was Birmingham. For. Yeah. You wouldn't want to mess with Dale Potts, would you? No. Gerard, it's got to be Potts. I, I can't look past Potts. Um, I mean, Damo's never going to vote for Leahy in a month for Sundays. <laughs> Adam's probably going to vote for Leahy on this basis. <laughs> it's, like, well, uh, it's like me and Michael are sat in the middle here, and then you've got Adam, who's the angel on the left-hand side, who's absolutely <laughs> talking about how we, you know... Um, wants to lick his toes. Know, lick his toes, push <laughs> his toes, whatever. And then we've got Damo on the right, who's just like, you know, what is he even doing at centre-back? Can't believe it. Not even the best game. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> nah, it's got to be parts. It has to be parts. I mean, to his vision for that goal uh, with the reverse pass through to Taylor, that's uh, that's not Wickham. That's not anything I've seen in a long time for us. I love it. Mm. I love stuff like that. And the, his position, getting in for his goal. He's just, oh, yeah, what a guy. And hopefully there's just more of that to come. We just seem to and have he- got parts right in the middle. And he's d- doubled his dad's goal total, hasn't he, already? <laughs> yeah, but that's not hard. He was a central defender. I mean, that's, that's not saying... That's I'm, not the point. It's like, it's like saying I've done better than John Cheese, right? Because I scored some goals in like the youth league. So, I mean, it's a mean out. <laughs> More goals than Brian Parkin. Well done. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, look, I think Potts, uh, pretty unanimous. What a fantastic performance. Uh, what a fantastic performance by everyone. Easily the performance of the season. Uh, more like that, please. Cod well and truly battered. Uh, let's talk about hey. Matt Bloomfield. <laughs> Matt Bloomfield, uh, up for League One Manager of the Month. Well deserved. Uh, four wins from the last five, eight in the last 12 in all competitions. That Bloom ball is uh, well and truly cooking. I know we've talked a lot about his, uh, you know, his love of five at the back. But you know, given where we were, where we are now, you know, the, the naysayers at the start of the season, naysayers after a, a you know a rotten performance here and there, it does seem to be clicking. The, the, the boys seem well and truly behind their gaffer, don't they? I hope he doesn't win it in, in the nicest <laughs> way possible because I'm that superstitious. Manager of the month, they always lose their next game, don't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> but... You know, for him to be in there, it, it's, it's got to be a good thing for our team. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So go on, Adam. Uh, yeah, I was going to say hundred percent. I think I'm with Damo. I hope he doesn't win it because um, they're always going to lose their next game. However, 
I think it's a real sign of how far we've come. We had a few idiots at the beginning of the season who um, who wanted him gone before he even managed to get his his stamp on the game. Um, and I think he's done a fantastic job not only to turn things around, but to turn things around as quickly and as brilliantly as he has. Um, and it's great that he's getting some recognition. I just hope that that the recognition cools off a bit because um, you know what's going to happen next, don't you? And that's going to be that uh, that the guy who's up at Ipswich, whose name temporarily escapes my brain. Kieran McKenna. McKenna. Kieran McKenna, thank you. Does really well. Ends up getting a job in the lower half of the Premier League and Ipswich are sniffing around after him halfway through the season. So mm. I hope it doesn't happen. But um, but yeah, like Damo said, the superstitious part of me hopes that... Um, hopes that he doesn't get given it although when's it awarded normally it's on a friday so it might be this friday if it's this friday we've got no game saturday so maybe that um uh, it's maybe but that i don't want to go get back to the peterborough the following week if the <laughs> does, uh... that's a that's a that's a good point that you mentioned adam that the idea of ipswich potentially come uh, coming because mckenna is destined for uh for a big job somewhere he he just seems to have it i mean he's turned that ipswich side around from you know league one never go uppers to you know knocking on the door of the prem uh i think they've i think they've got a really good coach there and they're going to really struggle to keep him if you know if, if like a wolves or a bournemouth you know a bournemouth of having a nightmare at the moment how long is uh how long is it going to be until they start looking at changing their manager yeah. you know you ask the question how long will mckenna you know Will McKenna stay? Um, will he stay faithful to the team that have given him, you know, that opportunity? Like going back to it, the question I have is: Do you really think if McKenna goes and Ipswich go, well, we've got a tangential link to to Blooms going back, you know, twenty years? Do you think Blooms would even jump at this point so early in his managerial career? I'm not sure he'd jump, um, but I think he definitely fits. Um... He definitely fits Ipswich's mould, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he's obviously worked there before. He's young. He plays the right style of football. Um, I don't think he would go, and I would like to think that there are a lot of other coaches that they would consider before him. But it would be typical of our luck that he comes in, he changes the way we play. We're playing the best football that we've played for you know, many a year, and we've sat, sat through some turgid dross for a long, long time. Um, yeah, it would be sod's law that... Um, the Ipswich identify him as their next manager and let's hope that it doesn't happen but um, but yeah I mean I I think he could do a job there but I think he's also too late I can see Dan is literally like itching to bite my head off he's ready to say something before we bring it down to a bit of dose of reality Ipswich <laughs> are gunning for the premiership Matt Bloomfield has had 50 games in league one and two as much as we love him it works because it works because it's Wickham how many right, games have McKenna exactly had though it's the same, yeah. But McKenna comes from a different background. He's come, he's, he's had years of coaching at, at, at an elite level, an elite club. Where you he's saying that Manchester United is bigger than Wickham? Yeah, oh, same, same. It's at the moment. Wow. But that, I just, I, I know he's got if, the better American owners. That certainly. Just my my point being is that Ipswich are second in the championship at the moment and they look like they're going to do what Plymouth did last season and they'll be up and around there um, I, I just can't imagine them picking someone like Blooms they would go with someone that is Premier League experience because if you get if you, if they get to the Premier League you know Premier League you've seen the gap with Sheffield United and Luton already this season there is absolutely no way they're going to bring in someone 
who is akin to a hacking bottom, as an example, with Sheffield United, when they can bring in and they've got the money to do so, they've got the backing to do so, and they've got the players, the you know, the backing the the players with the amount of money they spent. They're not going to pick someone like Blooms, and that's not a detriment to Blooms because I think he's doing an absolutely fantastic job. I'm really happy with him uh, and everything else. And on the man on the manager of the month stuff, it's great that he's there. I think Mourinho is up for it as well, and I think to be honest with you, on the balance of it all yeah. him or manning yeah, probably bang deserve it um but it's nice that he's up there in that esteem because it shows that we're heading in the right direction the fact that we've got pundits and to be honest with you most of the fans we saw this as a transition season and in some respects it still might well be you know we're, we're getting a bit carried away because we've we've won eight and eleven and we should rightfully be carried away but in the grand scheme of things he's a new manager learning his way he's picked it up quicker which is great but the next four games are a tough test let's see where we're at four games after and still make that decision before we say that blooms is going to it switch and manage an ipswich up to the champions league again sorry wow well done just to added, bring in uh, a bit of balance I, I, dan's I added we, uh, yeah. added matt bloomfield to the same list as damo's got luke leahy on <laughs> wow <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think we've been bored uh, crashing crashing back down to earth there. I think I'm just going to throw my uh, two cents in the in the ring. Um, Blooms, yeah, I, I'd like to see him win. Um, he, I don't think he will. I think uh, Messino um, has pretty much got it wrapped up given Portsmouth's recent record. But wonderful to see him uh, get recognised, and I'm sure it's only a matter of time before, uh, given the way we're playing. And you know, I know we've got tough games coming up, but I really fancy us uh, even in a even against a tougher opposition just with the boys' confidence the way it is. Um, one of those players with their confidence absolutely sky high, and I know we mentioned him earlier, is uh, is Jasper Pattenden, who, you know, we signed him, uh, start of last season, non-league coming up. Uh, we always knew that he was going to be one of those kind of long-term projects. Didn't get many opportunities last season, you know, pizza cup appearances aside um but this you know recently last few weeks he's he's broken in he seems to have nailed down that place um you know and i imagine he's probably going to be keeping uh vincent young out when he's back from injury um happy to see it at risk of copying blooms's words um he's the epitome of you know Wickham Wanderers. He he waited and he's waited. He's been, he's gone out on loan a couple of times, hasn't he? And now he's made it in and just, just I can't say enough good things about him because he his work rate is second to none. He's a bulldog. Uh, yeah, he and but unlike Vincent, Vincent Young, he, he knows how he has to get back at times as well. He won't find himself up the pitch, but he he's. Um, he was taking on players against, I mean, against Carlisle. Obviously, he's right down in front of me. And just, just it was like a tennis match watching him because going side to side. And he was, he was just, I'm, I'm, I'm almost on the, on the um, opposite of what, what I think about Luke Leahy when I think about that pattern. <laughs> Because I just think he's brilliant. <laughs> Toe-licking love. No wonder he's so good if he's running up and down the wing with a tennis racket in his hand. I, I'd run away from him. <laughs> he's probably scared of uh, probably scared of Demo going between his toes yeah, with his toe. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> running away from Demo. You had him on one side after Luke. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's scary about Jasper? Soon. <laughs> what's scary about Jasper is he's not even a right back. 
or a yeah. right wing back. He's a central midfielder. Um, so this isn't a young kid who's come to a club, built his way up in one position and played in that position and bossed it. This is a kid who's come out and only come to a club, developed his game so much that he can play in more than one position. And not only can he play in more than one position, but he can do that at the professional level of the game. Um, and he can do it outstandingly. Um, look, he, he, he had a couple of moments, one against Fleetwood, um, where he dozed a little bit. There was a couple of moments against Carlisle where he perhaps he turned the wrong way and, you know, just lost where he was. But we can be critical at this level of probably 80% of the players who play and pick at stuff in their game that they don't do well or they haven't done well. Do you think um, some of that could come down to just rawness and just a bit yeah, of inexperience? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. A bit of excitement, a bit of rawness, inexperience. I, I think he is he's the closest thing that we're ever going to have to kind of be in like that one of our own, if you like. Um, and he's like, he's so Wickham. His personality is so Wickham. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever met him, but he's like the most hyperactive, nice guy you could ever wish to meet. He just bouncing around all over the place. He talks to everyone. He loves football. Um, yeah. He, he just wants to be part of it. And I really like that about him. Um, and, you know, good luck to him. I think he's a, he, he's been a really good find and Sam Grace is doing an absolutely bloody stonking job in um, in the development team. He's found some absolute little gems and we appear to have another one. He reminds me a lot of uh, Luca Nome when he first came in, plucked from non-league obscurity uh, into a, into a, into a uh, professional side and he's waited and got his opportunity and obviously Luca and I went to Sunderland and was given the right back role. Patton has basically gone Play me where you want, Gaffer, and I'll make the most of it. And I think he's doing that. 100% similar sort of attitude as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. totally. He, he's just happy to be a pro footballer. Yeah, it's, it's just good, isn't it? It's, just, it's, it's exactly what you want to see from a Wickham Wanderers player. And I actually think I draw similarities to Jolo as well. I mean, the fact that Jolo is playing his international cap for Wales, who were, you know, Euro semi-finalists only a few years ago, is massive testament to his determination to do well. I mean, the fact that he couldn't really get into Walsall's team last season and wasn't playing great for Walsall, and is now playing international football and is one of our top scorers and one of our first names on the sheet for defence is just just great. That's the attitudes we want at the club. He started for worse tonight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I know it's Gibraltar, but it's still great. That's exactly the level he wants as well. So, you know, that's that's where I think you've touched on it, was it Adam, uh, where Sam Grace is doing an absolutely phenomenal job. We're picking up people with the right attitudes who can go in, develop their game. They're not coming in going they're Billy Bib bollocks and this is a position I'm playing I'm going to be best player in the world and all that stuff they're going in they're learning the trade and they're taking their chances mm. and the model for me is absolutely bang on in that respect big pat on the back for you Jasper well done mate uh let's really quickly touch on uh the pizza cup the Papa John's uh last night another win another win one nil uh away at Stevenage Sam Vokes with another goal uh, again you know really fired up and he's continued that lovely uh recent run of form you love to see it uh we're at the group stages for the first time since 2016 uh cup run are we gonna have to start talking about uh the Papa John's on a regular basis basis adam 
<laughs> I they deserve off. I read something yesterday, and it's really like I don't know. It's rocked me. Uh, at this level, in a group level, you get ten grand for winning. Mm. Ten grand for winning, plus you share a gate receipts. Um, look, it's a pathetic trophy. Why the under twenty ones are in it, I don't know. I'm not going to go there again. We've been there. We've done it. We've we've done it to death. But you're going to get ten to ten grand for every game you win. It's going to give some of the youngsters an opportunity to get some football, um, and it's going to get us into that winning habit. It can't be a bad thing, right? Um, I started a thing on Twitter earlier, so I know we haven't got tons and tons of time now. But if you want to come back to me on my thoughts on the uh, on the Pete's Cup, have a look on Twitter and give me your thoughts because I still can't decide whether this is a good thing or a bad thing for our season. Um, I think positives have to be. Like you say, we're out of the group. We've won. We've come through it unscathed. Declan Skura's had another really good game. Mm. Um, we've proved that Nick Freeman wasn't the Lionel Messi that some people made him out to be when he left. Um, and I think that um, I think it just helps with that consistency, the fact that we have gone really strong in the first two games. be interesting to see what he does in the third game. Um, now we're through. Um, and it literally means nothing. I mean, it, it meant nothing before, but now we're through it. The, the last game, I think it's AFC Wimbledon, isn't it? It means absolutely mm. nothing. So it'll be interesting it, to see. It's ages away as well. November, yeah. the 7th yeah, or something know, like that. Are we going to see, um, you know, we're going to see a load of players who, who haven't made their professional debuts or is he going to go strong in the hope that, that, you know, that just gives us a jolt going into a really busy festive uh, festive period so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he does it um you know i'm not adverse to a cup run um but i just hate this competition i just absolutely hate it i need some help from everybody else to make me decide whether it's a worthwhile uh co- competition or not it used to be worthwhile it's shit now um seriously that prize money is literally like a rich kid who's an absolute prick but he pays you enough money to make you like something yeah. or want to do something and yeah. that's all it is yeah. I will care about it if we're near the semi-finals. I mean, potentially might have a trip to Wembley. That is probably the only time I care about it. As until then, yeah, win as many games as you can because it's great for the winning mentality. The fact that Blooms has gone with a strong team, great, fantastic. You know, we're breeding that winning mentality. We're giving depth players. It's nice to see Brecken get a few out. Uh, you know, a few minutes. Skura obviously looks like another great quality one who's going to be in the first team and knocking about. Um, Ravazzoli, Tafazzoli. You know, we've got Pasta at the back. It's looking good. Um, Apart from that, I couldn't give a shit. I think it's crap. Yeah. I'm, I'm tending just... to fall on the side of uh, on the same side as you, Dan. I have to say, but I just it used to be good. I loved it when Soccer AM would turn the cards round years ago. That was great. Oh yeah, yeah that was brilliant. I loved it when it was that massive shield. Do you remember? Like it took about eight players to lift it up. Yeah. It was literally like lifting a exactly. car. Like go and play ninety minutes of football, thirty minutes of extra time, and a penalty shootout, and then lift up the biggest trophy in the world. It was like. It took like ninety four coaches to get it home. It's like I'm sure the only reason they scrapped that was because of the carbon footprint. The amount of uh, the amount of CO two that a vehicle has to output to carry that trophy was so ridiculous that they had to bin it off. But yeah, in a good, it's like everything in the good old days. These these trophies were good, weren't they? You know, I, I remember going to, to some amazing JPT games or auto windscreen shield games. 
Thompson scored a goal against Exeter. I was there. Yeah, yes, we were there, mate. We were there. We were one of, <laughs> or two of very few. But yeah, we were there when Noel Thompson scored it. Yeah, all, Noel Thompson, what a all, name! What a blast in the past! All of these memories from from some of these weird games, and weirdly, you know, the Tuesday night games against crap teams when there's nine people and a dog called Engelbert in the stadium, and you know, you've travelled for seven hours in a car to watch. They were the best away games, right? Do you know my my favourite yeah. memories of uh, of the old uh, you know whatever the Papa John's it used to be the um, the Autoglass wasn't it the yeah, Autoglass Auto trophy LDV, when you, when you, yeah. yeah when 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 you used to go and get a program and it was like two pages long yeah. and you were like oh, this is great I love this now like and they still charge you a fiver for it yeah <laughs> look you know Papa John's is what it is um, but we're out of the group stages I think that's a really good achievement and I think it just helps continue this winning mentality that we're looking to foster at the moment um, I think. The the, the boys have made it clear that we're not going to be talking about it in much depth until we reach the semi-final. Let's hope we do. And let's hope that some of our wonderful players uh, get a piece of the action. There we go. Uh, no action this weekend. Another international break. I know, I know, Damo. Sorry about the puns. Um, no action at the weekend. International break. We're all playing internationals at the moment. Wonderful stuff. We're a big club. Um, look, here's, here's a thing we've not done before. How how do we football fans cope with having no football? We've we've actually got to do things. We've got to mow the lawn. What are you guys going to be doing to uh, keep yourself busy this coming weekend? Try and find a non-league game somewhere. I've got to have football. <laughs> what's what's your go-to non-league club, Damo? Ah, uh, the moment Richard Rangers. I love going there. Hmm. They they've got a really well well-run club down there. You actually pay as you drive in the car park. You pay your your seven quid or whatever it is. And and you pay it as you're driving in. You don't have to go to a turnstile or anything like that. And then you're in the ground. They go, they do nice burgers. I'm happy with that. And you get a decent view. And they're actually quite a good team. Can you it's watch Princess from Whisper, though? It's Princess Whisper, though. Yeah, because it's not far from, not far from where I am. Yeah, <laughs> they've got web toes there. That was a good chippy in Princess Whisper. Actually, yes. Yes. Cracking chippy. Yeah, I can't, I can't what are you doing up north? What do Northerners do at the weekend when there's no football down? Chips and gravy. Whip it. We sit and, Take sit out and cry it. about how cloudy it is. And <laughs> we tend to sheep. And uh, yeah, all that As long as you're only tending to them, mate. To be honest with you, half the no, time it's the struggle. He's not Welsh. It's the struggle getting the, uh, the coal miner company to let us have a time out of pits for a weekend that's the problem out out pit well my no football (laughs) my no football weekend is actually a football weekend um we've got uh we've got training on saturday for the little ones then they've got um oh we've got a grudge match on sunday boys so Mm. i i was born and bred and grew up in downley then moved to stoke and church about 10 years ago I'm now the coach and the chairman of Stoke and Church Football Club, and we're playing Downley at home Fisting on cuffs. Sunday. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think it's televised, so the only way to uh, the only way to watch it is to come down, come down to HP14 and uh, and watch the the under eights. Off, I, off. I, I, I want to imagine what you're like on 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 the touchline. Have you ever have you guys ever seen the film The Football Factory when you got the these two big evies uh, yelling at each other while there's a kids match going on? I I, I can't quite imagine that being you, but like I perhaps I, could. I think he's a softie. I think he's yeah, a softie. I can't imagine a 
six foot nine actually, shouting at kids being anything uh, decent. I can actually I'm test off too with the kids. Game, I will tell you some story about adults football. He, um, I've been at every game this season of second church juniors because um, it's actually well. What, the funniest thing I ever saw was this Sunday. Adam has pulled his hamstring, and seeing him getting down to tie his shoelace was like watching a giraffe trying to sit down. <laughs> the, the legs were akimbo, and it, it really struggled. But yeah, I'm no, I'm no uh, gymnast. But the the, the biggest dilemma he's got is who he's, who he's taken off the most times, and whether he has to put the players back on or not. Uh, just just to stop him crying, basically. <laughs> but they're actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, you off know, the back of a 9-1 victory this weekend. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And Lockie almost scoring from his own goal, when he, from a goal <laughs> kick, just banged it down the other end and it just went over the bar. I think watching that kind of football is uh, is, is a wonderful thing because... It's refreshing you know, for age, the soul. Yeah, at, at, at that age, it's just a bunch of kids. They've not been corrupted, you know, by the by the commercial aspects of, of our game and what it is now. They're just out there, you know, tactics... Not, not much. It's a bunch of boys running around. They're just I'm mints, sure it's mate. They're just mints, yeah. the kids. Yeah. Tic Tacs. <laughs> I, 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 I did see the, one of the biggest sulks, though, when Adam told one of the guys who was playing up front, he scored two goals, go and play in defence. You see, look at his face. Mm. It's like he told, just told him. He's he, on a hat trick. Yeah. He's on a hat trick. I know. He was so unhappy. <laughs> we, have had to, uh, we have had to start telling them off because they walk off the pitch like this, covering their mouth up like when they're talking because oh. they don't want the cameras I, to start picking up one, on what they're saying. When, when I was playing junior football back in the day, um, I scored a goal and uh, and I celebrated by mimicking the Robbie Fowler snorting the line. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, yeah, I wasn't allowed to finish the game. I was told off. <laughs> I mean, obviously it makes sense Love now. Love that. Right? Love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lovely awful. stuff. Loved, I know, I know, absolutely. Uh, well, guys, um, an absolute pleasure as always. Whatever you're doing at the weekend, uh, enjoy it and behave yourself. And uh, and that will do it for this week. Thanks for joining for another episode of the Heroes of HP12. If you haven't already, please subscribe on Spotify. And if you're loving the podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review. You can follow us on Twitter at Heroes of HP12. You can follow Adam at APCWWFC, Dan at Dan Clark PR and Damien at Damo1507. We'll be back next week with more discussion on all things Chairboys. Until then, stay well, and come on you blues. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods. All at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.